Be tired of drawing from you, Jesus. As we get full, you empty us and you fill us again and again and again and again. And that's why we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening everybody. God bless you. Naasi, God bless you. Akusia ADK, God bless you. Londiwe, God bless you. My son, Danny Keys, God bless you. Audrey, God bless you. Vero, God bless you. My son, Daka Prince, God bless you. Ephraim, God bless you. Miss B, God bless you. Amos, God bless you, man of God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Wow, I believe you are all doing well. I can see that some of you just finished eating some fufu and some things. Glory to Jesus. All right. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well. I'm doing very well by God's grace and mercies. Thank you, Father. Can you all hear me, please? All right, all right, all right. We give God all the praise. All right, you want, you want to help us all do this short exercise? You want to tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. My dear, beautiful sister, Cynthia Akusa, God bless you. God bless you. Woman of God, the Lord bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus. All right, you want to tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. Tell them that it is time even to delve into the dimensions of God's word and let them know that anything is possible. God bless you. Keep sharing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and the glory. Thank you, mighty God. We honor you. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shebalakataya. Thank you for this wonderful evening that you have given unto us as a gift. Oh, we give you praise and the glory. We honor you in the of days. Thank you, mighty one of Israel. Be thou glorified in the midst of your church. In the name of Jesus. All right, we are praying. Eternal Father, we give you praise and the glory. 
We honor you for this wonderful evening that you have given to us. Almighty God, thank you for your mighty stretched arm, which you have lifted our souls even from the shackles of the evil one. Many were the plots of the adversaries against us, but your mercies and your love protected us and has shielded us even from the works of the enemy. Therefore, we lift up our voices in praise unto thee, and we say glory, adoration, and honor be unto thy holy name. In the name of Jesus, this is the day that you have made. Therefore, we will rejoice and be glad in it. We ask in Jesus' precious mighty name that even as your word is about to be released, oh, we believe strongly that the word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with power. Let the hammer of your word break every heart and make it soft that the waters of your word might enter through in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that our eyes will be opened that you bring forth the light of your word. For the Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding even unto the simple. Here we have come, as simple ones, about to receive understanding even from you. Mighty God, have mercy on us. Grant us the ability, even as the beginning, that you will always not be so judgmental, but you will analyze your word and take that which is not right from our hearts and receive even the right one. In the name of the Lord Jesus, help us, mighty one of Israel, and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' precious mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, I get so, so excited. Anytime we are coming before the Lord to receive of Him. Hallelujah. And I want everybody here to know this. This is another opportunity that you will receive divine blessings, even for your destiny and for destinies connected to yours. Hallelujah. It is always an amazing moment, even to come before the grace and the mercy of God. To walk into whatever God has created concerning your destiny. And I believe that there are some of you in the next two to three years, God is going to shine strange light on your lives that many people will not know where you passed, even to come to that place of glory. And then you will let them know that it is the light of God's word that is shining on my path. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. One thing I believe is that if only you heed to the voice of God that comes even from this mountain day in and day out and decide and purposely plan to follow God's will, I'm telling you, you are going to be a wonder to your generation in the next two to three years. I give you two to three years if only. You will obey the voice of God, the warnings of the Lord, the advices of God, and follow the perspective dimension of God's word that he has given unto you 
I stand here to speak to you as God's prophetic servant, you are going to be changed and your life is going to receive a new touch. And I'm telling you, there are many people that don't believe in your future. Don't be too worried about that. We, 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 we are not in a hurry. And in fact, we don't want people to believe in our future because the longest you follow the one that brings the future, everything is already settled. Don't be too lowered because somebody does not say good things about you. Life is not about what others say. It is what God has purposed for you and how you will follow the principles of God with a ready heart and a ready mind. I believe strongly that wherever you are, grace of God is locating you and God is about to push you even to the next level of your destiny. Listen to me. You wasted a lot of time in the year 2021 and I want you all to be very vigilant, be aggressive and be serious in this new coming year. Don't compromise again. Don't compromise again. Don't compromise again. Again, we all we have wasted greater opportunities that God actually prepared for our destinies. We have wasted them. We entered into relationships God did not agree of. We stepped on certain toes we were not supposed to get close. We made certain people our friends we were not supposed to. We, we have actually, you know, mangled our destinies with things that were not supposed to be part of us and it has become very difficult for us to see that what God has purposed for our lives but I stand here to let you know that God's grace is active and his mercies are always renewed every morning listen to me God is going to shape your destiny it doesn't matter what you have lost and the prophetic anointings restoration is a must I pray for you that by the anointing that is present on this altar, the gracious Lord, the gracious Lord that spoke to the prophet Jonah, go and speak to me again, that they will repent, and I, the Lord, will be a blessing to them. The prophet Jonah did not listen. Because of this, punishment came upon him that he was swallowed by a great fish. But after three days and three nights, the mercies of the Lord were activated. The Bible said, then the prophet Jonah began to pray from the belly of the great fish. And God heard his voice, even on his throne. I don't know about your life. I don't know what you are going through. If a man prayed unto God from the belly of a great fish, and God heard him on his throne, Pray for your life in the name of Jesus. The gracious Lord will have mercy upon you. The gracious Lord that you serve, He will have mercy upon you. He will go ahead of you and wipe every mistake you have made that is supposed to affect your destiny in a wrong way in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus precious mighty name Amen Wow I'm so 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 excited in my spirit I sense my spirit moving somewhere that is very cold I don't know whether 
where I'm going, it is snowing, but I can sense cold at that realm. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you, anytime you hear of cold, you think it is about New York and about um, what are you talking about? Have you been to heaven before? There is no hotness in heaven. If you get to heaven, you will know that that place is very cold. I'm telling you. I'm not even thinking that I'm going to heaven. New York in Arabia. Because you don't wish good, good for <laughs> May God have mercy upon all of us. <laughs> but New York too is good. You know. New York too is good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, people of God. It's always an amazing moment to have all of you here, even on the table where we dissect, bisect, decipher, decrypt, decode that which is in the word of God. We are like the Berean in the book of Acts chapter 17. The word of God said that Paul and Barnabas went to a place and when they went there, they began to do miracles, signs and wonders. And you know, we live in a generation where if you are able to do miracles, signs and wonders, prophesy, mention names and telephone numbers, whatever you speak from the Bible, people believe it. Haven't you seen that? To a man, because he can prophesy, because he can heal the sick, somebody whose eyes were closed, no eyeballs, the person with no hands and eyeballs will appear, feeling everybody is seeing it. After seeing all these things, anything they say that God is, the people will believe. But the word of God told us in the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 10, that, and the brethren, that that night, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Listen to what the Bible said in verse 11. These people were more receptive than those in Thessalonica. They were very willing to receive the message. And every day, they carefully examined the scriptures to see if those things were so. Every day. The Bible said, they sent Paul and Silas to Berea. When Paul and Silas went there, the Bible said, the people in Berea were not like those in Thessalonica. Because the people in Berea, the word of God told us, that they were more receptive. They were very willing to receive the message. And the Bible said, every day, they carefully examined the scriptures to see if those things were so, oh my God. So Paul and Silas, when they did amazing things, healed the sick, raised the dead, and still the people took the scriptures to check whether what Paul said was true. They did not just say, oh, Paul, Paul raised the dead, so I'm sure everything he's saying is true, I believe. No. That is the reason why you have very few teachers 
in the body of Christ now. Right now, everybody wants to go and prophesy. Everybody wants to say, Do who said, soon shame me. And your dear baby, this is here. It's not bad. But it is getting out of hand, you know. And most of these things do happen because of what people are looking for, you see. That is the main reason why when we meet and we gather for prophetic sessions, you will see the number of people that will be here. You have to even use another account. We are all going to see what will happen, God willing, tomorrow for mega one word from the Lord. But look at the number of people here. You see? So, people actually want to hear physical things about them. That God is saying is going to bless you with a car. It is a physical thing. Let me, can I shock you by saying something? Prophetic is good. It, it causes you to be more, you know, focused and be sensitive. In destiny, so you don't take wrong decisions that will lock up your destiny. It is good, beautiful. Aside that, there is a strong grace on the prophetic to bring that which you lost 18 years ago into just two days for you to get it back. The, the prophetic oil is so strange in a way that it, it speaks with strange authority to spirits in their realms. And there is nothing they can do. It is a set, it's a special grace that God has designed. It's so beautiful. It is, it is an awesome anointing. But people of God, one day will you gain when you have received all cars, all houses, all kinds of money, even anointing without knowing the end of the glorious people that you are part of or without knowing the end of what God has purposed for you. What, what, what then is the purpose? You see? So a lot of people, because of what people are doing, People love to hear, soon, soon, I've seen that you are going to marry. It is good. Oh, all these things are good. We know by God's grace, the Lord does. And anytime, that is why, by the special grace of God, and by His teaching grace, I try to let everybody on this platform know the reason why God sees certain things. Are you with me? Because everything you are going to gain physically by prophecy, you won't take it into a, the different dimension that God has prepared. It's like, let me just use this as an example. You just entered and the Lord said to you that somebody is going to dash you a new iPhone. And you said, Amen. Then the following day, the person gave you that phone. The prophecy has been fulfilled. It will actually increase your faith in God. And as your faith is increased in God, you see, so God is not really focused on the iPhone you are getting. He's so much focused on the faith that has increased now because He can now stand on it to let you see higher things. So God is so much focused on the spiritual aspect 
of the things he says. Because the time will come that iPhone 13 will not, you will not have it anymore. I'm telling you, because you might get to a certain dimension where iPhone 27 will come, that the 13 will be nonsense. So if that 13, God knows that that 13 will be nonsense someday, why did he speak about it? You see the whole thing? So God tells you that he's going to give you this and he knows that that thing will not be with you forever. Why did he spend time opening the eyes of the prophet to see and say it? There is something special in the fulfillment of every prophecy. And mostly it is not for you, the person receiving the prophecy, but it is for God. And that is why God can still let you know that he's about to open a traveling door for you. So get ready and go. If that traveling will never do anything to support God's kingdom, he will never say it. You might not know the reason why God is telling you that. So many of us, when we receive prophecies that we are going to travel, we begin to plan what we are going to use the traveling for. And we don't go to God to ask to God, you said I will be traveling. I want to know why you want me to travel. Many of us don't have time. That is why we abuse the things God gives us. And you see, anything you don't know its purpose, abuse is inevitable. There are people that God spoke to them that they are going to travel. They did not even inquire of God to know what that traveling is going to be for them. And for God, they only thought about, ah, Charlie, the prophet told you that, ah, you, I see you going to the United States of America. Hi. Come and see. The following day, he messed Ima has changed the way he walks. Ima's English has changed because he's going to travel. Ima started downloading pictures of how New York looks like. So you go to Ima's room, he has printed pictures of snow in his room. Ima! Because he wants to travel, because God said he will travel. So the only thing Ima is actually looking for is that he will stand in snow. I remember I watched a short video of some African man, I think a Ghanaian man, eating snow. Hey! He picked the snow from the ground and he began to eat. He said, hey, my brother's in Ghana. He said, hey! So you see, looking at the way Ima is behaving now, Ima will go and eat snow. Ima will chop snow. So you see, and one of the things I want you to know is that one of the main reasons why we miss the prophetic words that God speaks concerning our life is that we don't know why He said it. You see the issue? And if you are in any prophetic church, that is also having the grace for teaching. You are never supposed to miss this. That is why. One of the reasons why on this mountain, prophetic words don't tarry long before it manifests is that we teach that the thing is not for your own good. You see the thing? So once you have received the prophecy, you will now go to God in prayer. And there was this woman here that her assignment was to take care of other people's children, especially orphans. Because of this, 
God wanted to open a door for her in the U.S. so that money would come to her quickly. The enemy saw that and they started attacking her traveling. So she was trying for more than five times. Anytime she goes, they will bounce her. So you see, the main reason why the enemy was blocking her traveling was that they have seen what God is going to use that traveling to do. There are many people, God sent them to places. They have shifted their focus from the reason why God sent them. And they are using things for their own purposes. So prophecy is good. It is good. If I'm talking about prophecy, I will not finish. Because um, that is one of my assignments. But I want you all to know this. If your whole life is about prophecy, I want to prophesy, you will never grow. Because the word of God told us that if it is prophecy, it shall pass. So if you are living your entire life just to prophesy, you will pass with the prophecy. But there is something that abides forever. It is the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. I remember those times when I was growing in the things of God. I, I, I told myself something that I want to be that kind of person that God has called that knows how to do everything in the house of God. That is what I told myself. That anything that is being mentioned or anything that is being done in the house of God, I have to know how to do it. That is what I told myself. There are many of us that might not be how God has called us to move. But I began to move in the area of instruments. I played this, played this, played this, began to sing, began to do. So you see, I was moving through all these dimensions, small, 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 small. So that at every point in time, there will be, when they bring issues like this, and that is the main reason why, when anybody avails him or herself to move in most of the dimensions in the body of Christ, God will pour an apostolic oil on the person and lift the person to a realm and make the person a judge. And when we say judge, we are not talking about you are seated at the court and no, 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 no. But when, they, when you see people misbehaving in the area of singing, because you have an understanding over there through God's teachings and the kind of path God took you through, you can go there and correct things. So you going there to correct things, for things to be brought back to the original path, is called judging. You know, those times somebody told me that don't I know that when I sing, I will go fast. I should stop this whole prophetic thing and sing only. <laughs> That's what somebody told me. I said, oh, that is your idea. You know, God called me and he knows where I'm supposed to be. So I can't just listen to you and them. Yeah, shift my focus. So I respected the person's opinion and I followed what God said. 
you see so there are many of us here we really need to um, have understanding about what god has called us into it will help us because many of us looking at the way we are living it looks like somebody is regulating what we are supposed to do haven't you seen that there are people like that in this world even in church they are telling the man of god how to run the church Man of God, it will be good if you start doing radio ministry. You know, it will bring a whole lot of people. As if the man of God, the man of God's ears are blocked to God. Can't he hear what God is saying? The man of God, you know, looking at the way things are going, if you if you do, if you go out for evangelism, a lot of people will be brought in, and you know, <laughs> it's very funny, you know. But as a man of God, they will never have the patience to listen to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, may God have mercy upon all of us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Alright, let me just um, open the floor. If you have any questions, you want to ask you can ask any question any 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 question any question if you are not able to ask i will ask mine you know some of my questions to you and that tough for my this is the next seven years because every answer we give will not be the one Alright, any question? Alright, my son that kept said, Daddy, what kind of realm does a dog function function in? A dog. I don't know if I'm getting the question. Well, a dog as in the, the animal dog. Then what kind of realm? I want to get the question well so that I can I can answer correctly. Okay, so as in you here, they see. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right. I get the question. Want to know the realm that um, dogs operate that they are able to decode spiritual entities that we human beings we cannot really perceive. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. It's that is one of the main reasons I wanted to do a certain teaching on the elephant. And let me let me start by saying this. Now these animals don't see like we see. If you, are, if you are really um, taking cognizance at how the eyes of these animals look like, you will know that they don't have this white and black kind of eye like ours, especially those of us in the African countries, and the blue kind of, you see, that's not how their eyes are. So based on how the eyes of these animals were made, they don't, in fact, they see things as color, colors, 
I wish I could explain it, but they see things as colors, and those colors differ from the colors that we have um, in our present world. I believe you cannot hear me. Please, if you have asked any question on the book, kindly copy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that one, once I'm done with this one, you can um, paste it here so that I would not have to go back and read it and read and read again. I beg you. Mm-hmm. So when I'm done, um, then you let me know. Great. So they have different, the, the way they see is not like the way men see. That is because there are so many realms. Even in this physical realm that we see, I wish you could all understand me because I'm about to move to somewhere. And where I'm about to move to is is a little scientific. Anything you have heard of in science concerning things like microorganisms. Many of us have heard of those kind of things. There are certain things physically you will not be able to see unless you use the lens of a microscope. Now, the question is, that lens of the microscope, what actually is it? So the reason why you cannot see that that which the lens of the microscope is seen is because your lens is actually linked to the realm. That you are. That is why even sometimes you can be standing at the place and you, you cannot really look about 10 kilometers ahead of you. You cannot really or, um, let me say, describe that which you are seeing. It will look a little bit blurry. It does not mean you have an issue with your eye. That is how things are supposed to be. As a human being, but these beings were not made to have eyes like ours. So their eyes actually see realms that are a little bit close to the natural, but not entirely natural. So when it comes to the natural, they they use a lot of signals to decode. So when, let's say a dog is looking at the owner, it does not see the owner's body from head to toe like we human beings, we see the owner. But a certain printed image that is not like ours, we see he's wearing a, a red shirt, a blue this. No, 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 they don't see it like that. Not at all. Okay, let me just give an example. Those of you who have been watching these um, fiction, fiction movies, you see those kind of um, animals, or let me say those kind of robots, the way they see things and the way they hear things. I don't know if you have seen that before. That is how these animals see. As a green, green, blue bee, you see that kind of thing. They don't really. That is how lions even also see. They might see a sheep, but they can't really see the thing as we human beings can see. Uh-huh. 
And those things they are actually seeing as the shape and not the physical is what we call the energies around any physical thing. The energies. So in that dimension where they are seeing things like that, a witch appears clear in that realm. It is only the physical that we cannot see a witch. But a witch appears so clear so they can see it. In that realm too, smell is very sensitive. And these beings are used to that realm. So they can smell something and quickly know it is the presence of a being. That is why sometimes a dog will be lying at a place that immediately the dog will get up and will be backing towards a particular direction. But you come and stand there, look and look and look, you don't see anything. Because that energy, it is the energy, scientists call it energy, but we call it spirits. And I want you to know, when your eyes are even open in the realm of the spirit, to see that which that is standing there, it will still not look like the one that the dog saw. Are you getting it? Because when your eyes are open to see that spirit, it will look as it is. But dogs don't really see it as it is. But still, they can take the energy that is standing there. The same thing applies to sound. So it will take quite a long time for a dog to pick the sound of human beings. So you can tell them, go and go. So, especially when you go to places like the United States of America. You know, I love that place a lot. Yeah, you know. They, they know how to treat animals. Somebody can train an animal to a point where go and sleep, then the animal goes to sleep. Go and bring this. Sometimes the animal will look at the man, will bring his socks, bring the shoes, then the animal will just detect that no, it is time for my master to polish the shoes. You will be there, then the animal will go and bring the brush. But here in Africa, we don't know how to train animals like that. So every day, dear woo, you can get a dog to be dear woo. The petrimosu, woo, nonsense names. The panya, the panya bad. The kramana or katren, onion day. If it is the best in the afternoon, it will be fine. Jerry, that's great. That's great. The Lord is leading you somewhere. The Lord is leading me somewhere. So please, um, my son, Daka, are you getting it, please? <laughs> so that is it. When it comes to hearing you, that's how, it, it, especially, there is no animal in this world. Hmm? There is no animal in this world that can hear even the slightest noise. 
than a horse and an elephant. Oh my God. When God began to unfold some of these things to me, I was amazed. The slightest, you can be 10 kilometers away from an elephant and drop just a pin, it will pick that sound immediately. Yes, the, the way the way their ears were made, oh my god. And one of these days I'll go into that and teach on that. Okay, so please, who is next? The second question. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say for somebody to say the man of God, I asked my fe- my question second and you have not answered my so please who let's let us all judge who is the second person. <laughs> I don't want job. Okay, that Darian said what was your question? Somebody said that it was the difference between grace and anointing. Hey, they are very, very different. I, I, you asked about spiritual realms. Okay, you said that you uh, you said that you summarize spiritual realms. <laughs> the way spiritual realms, if I summarize it, you might not get the original knowledge that you need to have. Yes. We, you actually, if you want to know and have an understanding about spiritual realms, you really need to take your time because you don't even finish knowing those realms. But put this at the back of your mind there is a vast realm. I've thought on this, I can't summarize it because it, there are plenty. Yes, I have the message on that. I can't, I don't know how to summarize it. Say, can you smell something in the spirit? Oh, yes, you can. Every physical sense you have, you have a sense in the spirit, in your spirit like that, and even beyond. It is just the body that we have only five senses. But you can have more than thousand senses in your spirit. Mm. Alright, so... Hey, the questions are coming in plenty. Is it because I said if you don't ask, I will ask my own? Tina Masheda. So I don't know which one to even ask. Somebody said the Bible says, by their feet they shall be known. How can we discern and know a fake prophet? That should not even be your focus. In the first place, that should not be your focus. I want to go and know a fake. No, know the true one. You know the. If you get to know the one that is true, it is easy to decode the one that is false. 
that is the you see that is the issue many of us love to want to know want to know so you see you would, sometimes we just change channels trying to let men of god say things and you say ah, because of what he said he's not from god you have to be very careful You have to be very, very, very careful. Just know that which is true. It will be very easy for you to detect that which is false. Mm-hmm. Paul said there are many voices, but none of them is without significance. We are focused on knowing the voice of God. And as we take our time to study the scriptures by the leadings of the spirit, you will know. So when a, a prophet tells you that the Lord opened my eyes and said that you have to bring your wife to me, your wife has to come and stay at the church premise for three days. You have to do some spiritual things on her. You have, I have to bath you. I have to bath your wife. You soon see that could be a woman. And as I do that, the baby you are believing God for, your wife will carry the seed. <laughs> that one, even the, a, a person that is blind crowd will know that this one is weak. <laughs> one of the things you need to understand is that Every true prophet wants to lead you to God. One of the hallmarks of true prophets is that they don't really speak of themselves. They don't speak of themselves. There are true prophets too that, that will always, when, once they mount the podium, they will start speaking. You know, last week I traveled to um, Trinidad and Tobago, and when I got there, the power of God was so amazing. And you know, I moved again from that place to Jamaica, and when we got there, oh my, 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 the move of God was so amazing. There was a woman that had issue with this, this, and right from there, I moved to Texas. When I got, you see, you see all those things for one hour, 30 minutes. Then later they will say, so you see, they are just trying to let the crowd have a certain perception about them. That is one of the ways that if you follow it, will lead you astray quickly, quickly. So I can't take time to um, talk about. Just shift your focus on knowing the one that is right. There is no background musical. It is just the strings. Why is it? Is it loud? Oh, then maybe check from your side. Because a lot of people are saying it's okay. Maybe if something is playing somewhere, so kindly um you know disconnect and connect again and see. All right. 
Okay, so somebody say, Papa, please, in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 9 to 10, it says, The Lord fed Ezekiel with a scroll which was covered with funeral songs, words of sorrow, and pronouncements of doom for the people of Israel. And then in chapter 3, verse 3, Ezekiel made a statement that it tasted as sweet as honey in his mouth. By why did it taste like honey when the things written on the scroll were words of sorrow for Israel? So long as it is the word of God, it will taste like honey. Now do you remember, if you go further, the Bible said, when it entered into the stomach, it became bitter. Did you read that side? Good. So, so long as it is the word of God, its taste will be the same. Whether it is a warning or anything, so long as it is the word of God. But how it will look like in your belly will determine the way of its manifestation and how that word is supposed to be in a person's life. Are you getting it? So, so long as it is a scroll that God wrote, it will taste like honey. But when it enters into the stomach, that is when it is going to have its time of manifestation. So if it is doom, you will sense it that it is bitter. If it is of good things, you will sense something different which is good in your stomach. So put that at the back of your mind. Thomas said, can a man still battle with addiction when he likes it? Oh, plenty, even pastors. Plenty people are still having addiction. Even they are... Some of them are still anointed, but they are still having addictions. Anointed people that can raise their dead, still addicted to things. Yeah. You don't let anybody deceive you that, you know, you are believing the Lord Jesus, so you don't have, you can't be addicted to. No, it's not true. You just need to go before God for grace so that all these things will be broken. All these questions, if I try to go deep into the original answers, uh, I will not get much time. Okay, somebody also said, <laughs> The difference between grace and anointing. This question, if I start to answer, I will not finish. Everything I say here, before we close, will be just a small part of it. But let me say something small. Because you are bringing grace um, and anointing in one context, I will pick grace in this definition for you. It is going to be something that the Lord an ability God is giving to you straight from his hand for you to do something that naturally you cannot do. Thank you, I'm getting it. So even if we are gifted, God's grace will, in every man will cause that gift to differ. So the Bible even told us 
that we have been gifted. And let me give you a certain scripture from the book of Romans for you to understand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, Having them gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. So we have different gifts based on the grace that was given to us. So you see, there is a grace that God has given us. And based on that kind of grace we have received, we are having different gifts. So the reason why I have a different gift from you is because I have a grace for that gift. And you have another grace for something else. So that kind of grace actually now becomes divine ability to do something. But even that grace, you grow in it. An anointing is different. Anointing now also becomes God's power that backs the grace and the giftings. The power of God that backs every gift and grace. We can be gifted and not anointed. It is possible. But naturally, um, let me say, the very day we believed in the Lord Jesus, we received the anointing as the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost himself in you is the, is the anointing. It does not mean you are, you are already anointed for everything. No, no, no that, is not, that is not how things work. That is not how things work. The fact that you have been admitted in a school does not mean you have completed and you have your certificate. You need to pass through all the years before you get your certificate. That is how the anointing works. The Holy Ghost is the embodiment of the anointing. But you would have to go through processes to receive the anointing on your head for manifestation. Anointing can be imparted Grace can also be imparted. There's an anointing for everything. There is a grace for everything. One of the differences between a grace and anointing is that grace can grow through knowledge, but anointing does not grow through knowledge. So you can grow like in, 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 in grace through knowledge. And let me give you the scripture that confirms that. Peter said, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Peter said, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Peter said, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied. So you can have more grace. You don't say, oh man of God, more grace. Grace is not said to him. 
you don't say grace, then you get it. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. And put this at the back of your mind too. Grace does not only also come through knowledge. That is what a lot of people don't understand. You can receive grace through impartation. There are people who don't have anointing, but they have grace for something. They can have grace to do certain things when you see you be shocked. Let me let me explain it this way for you to understand. Let's say my assignment is to um, carve. Um, let me see. I'm, I'm carving pulpit out of trees. It may be anything. A pulpit with normal wood. So God can give me a grace for that. But the thing is. If I don't study to know more styles, the grace on me for that particular thing will be useless because it will be able to do only one thing and only one style. So we, we know we get more knowledge to increase or multiply our grace. Are you getting that? So grace, that is why this Ghana here that we are all here, that everybody is complaining, you see, there are certain people you have money more than, but they are living in a glorious peace, you don't even know where they got it from. You have money more than them, you have assets more than them, they don't have anything. But they are very peaceful where they are. And I want you to know this that peace can also be multiplied through knowledge. It is like this we are all walking to a particular place. And as we were walking, we were afraid because the place was dark. But the person that I was walking with has gained knowledge that oh, there is nothing evil there. But because I don't have that knowledge, the person is peaceful in himself, but I'm panicking because I think anything can happen. But the person is peaceful. I'm like, Child, don't you know that when we are getting close to is is a dark place? What if somebody comes from the place and say, hey, hey, hey? So you see, the knowledge the person has has multiplied his faith, but because I had no knowledge, I am panicking. You see, people of God, are you all getting it? Good. All right. So, Oye, that is the simplest thing I can say because this whole thing um, is very wide, very, very wide. All right. Longdue said, when a divorcee receives a prophecy of marital glory, whilst the other spouse is still alive, does it mean they have an assignment they can't fulfill outside marriage or there is another explanation? Let me get the question here. When a divorcee receives a prophecy of marital glory, 
whilst the other spouse is still alive. Does it mean they have an assignment they can't fulfill outside marriage? As in both of them, the, the people that have divorced. Oh, okay, okay. All right, it depends. It depends. There are people who cannot fulfill destiny alone, except they are with somebody that can help them as a destiny helper. And there are so many forms of destiny helpers. But the very first destiny helper, or let me say, the one that is known, is your wife or your husband. Not the one that bought a car for you. Or the one that said, okay, come, let me help you. I'll help you to travel. Some of them can be, but the best destiny helper is your wife or your husband. But not all people will marry. Not all people will marry. So, you can receive a prophecy that you have a, a, a glorious marriage and this and that. Meanwhile, you are a divorcee. Once you receive that message from God and you judge that prophecy to know that this is from the Spirit of God, you need to go further in prayer. To now let God speak to you more on what He's saying. Whether He wants you to go back to the person or move on with your life and be with another person, that one, it takes God to let you know more about that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sure. So, that is it. Okay, Jerry said, Papa, I started to ponder on this question that before God created heaven, he was somewhere. What was this place? Is it in himself? Yes, himself. Now, the Bible says that after Jesus humbled himself on the cross, he was lifted far above the heavens to be at the right hand of the Father. Which means Jesus went to a place above the heavens which is not heaven. So then that means the Father doesn't reside in heaven, but a dimension of him does, because the Lord's prayer now confuses our Father who art in heaven. Oh yes, when I say um, the Father is in heaven, so put this at the back of your mind. The dimension of God that is far beyond the heavens is actually, let me see, not known, or let me see, it can't be deciphered. Are you getting it? Now let me say this also for you to understand. The, most of the time, the word far above the heavens does not mean outside heaven. No. Most of the times, the word far above the heavens does not mean excluding heaven. No, that's not what it means. That's not what most of the time. There are moments where that is what it means, but there are moments where it does not mean that. When the Bible makes mention of far above the heavens, understand that it is not only speaking of just that one heaven 
every believer thinks they go when they die. Because heaven is not just one place. There are realms of heavens. In fact, there are heavens where demonic beings dwell. Heavens. Heavens. Where demonic beings dwell. Especially the second heavens. Where demonic beings dwell. Some of these beings are mighty principalities, strong beings. These are the beings that, you know, move in the planetary dimensions. They come as gods. They are big, 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 giant beings. Strong beings. They are in the heavens, second heavens. So, if you are in the third heavens, you are actually above the second heavens. Exactly. Above all heavens, the word of God is actually speaking of something here. It is not necessarily all the heavens. As in that, as in when you go to heaven, that is where, you see, let me explain this and put me for you to understand. When you go to, when you are entering into the realms of the heavens, it does not really have an end. Because when you get to a dimension in heaven, there are dimensions in that dimension. But there is a dimension that looks like the peak of all heavens. It is called the temple of God. The temple. That is where God lifted Moses to and showed Moses parameters that he should come to the earth and bring sin. And even when you are in the temple of God, there is a certain bright light that appears from the topmost part. That realm is where the throne of God is. That one alone is another heavens in itself. It is actually that realm that Jesus has been enthroned. And when the word of God speaks of far above, it is actually letting you know that when you are in that dimension, all those dimensions are beneath you. Are you getting it? So even as we believers, the word of God told us that we are we are seated in Christ far above principalities, far above. So you see, where Jesus is seated is far above the heavens, and at that moment the heavens is actually speaking of realms of the heavens occupied by beings, some of God, some not of God. Good. This thing I'm saying, it is good you are getting it because much more of its understanding is in experiencing it. Somebody said I'm confused. I knew somebody would definitely be confused. That is why I said it is good you are getting it. But if you want to understand what I mean, um, I have a message on the spiritual realm. Get that message. It will help you. Oh yes, Jesus was promoted. Jesus was promoted. Jesus was promoted. Exactly. Jesus was promoted. Let me let me explain something to you. Do you know that 
when Jesus came to the earth, when Jesus came to the earth, Jesus actually angels were higher than Jesus when they came to the earth. Do you know? When Jesus came to the earth, angels were higher than him. So angels could not worship Jesus. They just ministered to him. They just ministered to Jesus. But the Bible told us that when Jesus resurrected from the dead, after his obedience to God the Father and everything, he humbled himself. God now lifted him to a place. And this place that God lifted Jesus to, now the angels are worshipping him. That is why you have to know that there have been dimensions of Jesus. So if you are reading the Bible and you don't really have understanding about the kind of Jesus we are serving, you will be wrong. Because the Jesus that was on the cross is not the same as the Jesus that is on the throne right now. Something has changed in him. Put that at the back of your mind. That is why I always tell people, don't put cross around your neck. You are going back. You don't know. I'm telling you the truth. The Jesus that is on the throne is very different from the Jesus that was on the cross. I'm telling you. Because the Jesus that was on the cross was now, let me say, a dead human being like us. But when he resurrected, he was changed. He received a glorious body. In fact, that is the glorious body we are believing him for when he returns the second time. That is what he's coming to do to us. He's about to change us into that glorious body. And he's seated on the throne. So the one that is seated on the throne is a glorious Jesus. That is why we are saying that the king of glory is coming. That is why all the gates and the doors must be opened up that the king of glory will come through. So you see, I've been telling you this and I will say it again. The death of Jesus actually was awesome, but his resurrection was the best. Even though his resurrection was the best because it got us born again, we couldn't have been born again through the death of Jesus. Because what the death of Jesus actually did was that it wiped away our sins. And sin was not the reason why Jesus came. So it was through his death that our sins were forgiven. We were redeemed through his death. But we are not just redeemed people. We are people that have been raised from the dead with Christ. Growing into glory, from glory to glory. And the very moment where we shall come to the zenith of our glory is when we are peace.
Jesus was with the Father as the Word. He was with the Father as the Word before He came to the earth. He said, Papa, this brings me to another deep mystery. Has Jesus always been the Son of God? Because God said, Thou art my Son, and today have I begotten thee. Because in the beginning, He was another person, which is the Word, which of course is God. But then, it seems, the Son actually speaks of the assignment that He was supposed to come and fulfill. Put this at the back of your mind. God does not give birth physically like we see. So, Son of God actually is a realm in the heavens. It is a specific assignment. That is why he's the same as the Word of God. The Word of God and the Son of God, they are not the same. They all have different assignments. But the moment the Word became flesh in John 1.14, that was the Son. So the Son of God actually is the Word of God becoming flesh. Had the Word of God not become flesh, Jesus wouldn't have been the Son. Uh-huh. That is what we need to understand. So the main the devil knows that he cannot stop God's word because the Word of God made all things, including the devil. He knows he cannot touch it. But he knows that when the word is becoming flesh, he can find ways and means to truncate that assignment. So it was the son of God that the enemy was trying to attack. But he missed it. And I want you to know this. Being the son of God, Christ is not all. <laughs> we being God's sons is actually not all. That is why I love what the Bible said. He said, brethren, now are we the sons of God. First John chapter 3 verse 2. First John chapter 3 verse 2. He, he said, beloved, now are we the sons of God. But what we will be like has not been revealed yet. That means being the son of God is actually not what God really prepared for you. <laughs> but it is, it is a means. It is a means to the realm of God's glory. So you see, Jesus was actually the king of glory. But look at where things started with him. He became the son. He passed through all dimensions. He became a man, went through all kinds of sufferings. And then God lifted him in glory. So the Bible said, right now, we are the sons of God. We don't boast too much that we are sons. No, 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 no. Because he said, but what we will be like has not been revealed yet. We know. That when the Messiah is revealed, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. That is where we are going. That is where we are going. That as Jesus is, not as he was, as he is, 
Hmm? With his glorious body, the body that can appeal to 205,000 5,000 people at the same time, the body that cannot be broken again, the body that is not limited by space, distance, time, the kind of body that makes all things one, the kind of body that you are standing at a place and standing at all places at the same time. That is the kind of body we are going to have. Somebody will have a thought about you, you appear there, and at that same time, you are at different places manifesting the glory of God. That is how He is. And as He is, once we see His appearing, we are also going to be changed to be like that. Hallelujah. Amazing. Okay. Let me answer other questions also, please, if you have. All right, Abba Rosie said, Daddy, please, what qualifies someone to receive a prophetic gift from God? Does God look for a particular people, grant them? No, gift is gift. Everybody can desire it. It takes desire to walk in a gift. It takes desire to walk in a gift. Paul said, Yes. Paul said that now with charity, and the word charity is the word love, with love, desire spiritual gifts. So the main reason why people are even desiring giftings, but it's not coming is because we are not desiring the gift in love. So it is desire on the foundation of love that will release giftings. Yes. Alright, Alfred said, if an angel sent to help your prophetic life is not being employed to carry out his designed prophetic assignment, what will happen? Will the angel go back or is it that he will still be around for a long time no matter what happens? No, he can go back. He can go back. Everything that God has called you to experience, there is a specific um, period that you are supposed to receive that. When that period crosses, that angel can be sent to another person. Someone said, please, is sleepwalking demonic? Not all of them. In fact, not all of them. That's what I can say. Not all of them. We know people when they sleep, I, <laughs> I was sharing um, a certain story with my wife some time ago when one of my cousins, those times when we had no television in our house, way back, went to watch television at a certain house. And then my, my cousin slept. So we woke him up to go home. After watching the movie, we went back home. My cousin was not at home. So, so, we had to quickly get out of the house and go in hand of him. We saw him descending a certain hill, still asleep. So he was walking while sleeping. It happens. It's not always demonic. Yeah. All right, Jerry said, Papa, mysteries just keep unfolding. When Jesus rose, he had a body which was existing in both physical and spiritual realms. 
does it mean he probably the first in heaven to even have such a body okay i'll say yes i'll say yes I'll say yes, but there is more to that. Priscilla Arthur said, Papa, how will you know if the vision you are getting is from God or the spirit of light? What is the spirit of light? I want to understand the spirit of light. Once I get the, the spirit of light you are talking about, I'll be able to answer your question. Okay, if you say, Papa, please, what's the main agenda of Lilith? Hey, I can't talk about Lilith now because Lilith is an assigned demonic entity. As the angels of the devil, or I mean, oh, if you have any connection with these demonic beings, definitely. But once you spend more time with God, it is very difficult for a different being to come and reveal something to you. Once you are spending more time with God, if only you don't mingle yourself with these beings, then don't be too worried about that. Okay, Frida said, Papa, please, why didn't they call Jesus Emmanuel? I loved it. How many of us can answer this question? I remember the other time I said it. Oh, I said it the, the other time. How many of us can answer here for me? Hey, what do you This one I answered it here. She said, Why didn't they call Jesus Emmanuel? The word Emmanuel means God with us. He actually was a manifestation of Emmanuel. To understand, it was Isaiah that told us in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 40. He said, Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. She shall call his name. So you see, it was a calling. Emmanuel, it means God is with us. That was God right there with humanity. So he did not necessarily need to have Emmanuel as a name that people use for him. But it was an assignment he actually came to fulfill. So put that at the back of your mind. And I wish I could do deeper into this but it will shift our focus okay Priscilla said why will you somebody why, why will you somebody or why will somebody doubt about a vision or a prophecy there are many reasons why because we judge every vision every every dream every prophecy must be judged 
with the word of God. Because you see, the enemy works, hmm? and most of the times, the knowledge we get that is wrong, he can pass through that wrong knowledge to reveal things. That is why a lot of people started saying, the man of God, I saw hell. And when I entered hell, I saw people were burning like that. They were burning, they were burning, they were burning. They wanted to die, but they couldn't die. It is not true. It is not true. Based on the knowledge, that is what they told you. That is why you keep seeing that. Me, I've been there, I've seen that before. But the moment God began to teach me these things, those things stopped. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. So you have to judge every vision, every dream, every prophecy by the word of God. So if you don't know the word of God, that is when you can be deceived with these things. Because if you have spent more time with God and His word, it will be very easy. You don't need four, five, um, five ways to detect that this prophecy is no, 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 no. If you spend more time, it is like you have spent more time with your mother and your mother is standing in the midst of five women who are all shouting your name, you can quickly decode that, ah, this is the voice of my mother. It is because you have spent time with her. So if you don't spend time with God, it will be very difficult for you to judge all these things. Many of us want five ways to decode. Then you follow the Bible, then you decode it in three minutes, in one minute. No, God, you don't work with God like that. If you want to work with God and you want that seven ways to prosper, first one, <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Love God, fear God, be someone that hates evil. As you continue to work with God like that, a lot of doors will open for you, you will know. All right, somebody said, come. A person who preached all the spiritual gifts, yes. Lord, who is it? Is there any color to be avoided during special events just because it attracts evil spirits? Once you lay hands on any colorful cloth and pray, you are, you are good to go. It is just society that actually does not allow some of these things you know that oh you are going for somebody's wedding no i share black black does not mean you are going to bring evil to the place but society the moment they see you hey why are you wearing black don't you know that today is the wedding ceremony of this and this and that but have this understanding that there are seasons and certain things to wear also. Yes, that one too is there. There are seasons and what to wear also. There were times in, in the in, in on the land of Israel when the where the people when they go against God and disobey God, and a prophet comes to them to tell them that the Lord said, Because of what you have done, he is against you, and this and this will happen, and this if you don't repent, immediately the king when he has a heart that fears God, he can tell all the people we are fasting, and they will all wear sackcloth. When we say sackcloth, we mean the cloth we wear for funerals. So they will wear black and sit on the floor, then they will begin to cry on God. So you see, 
it was a season that actually caused them to wear that kind of cloth. So there are seasons where we wear certain colors. Yeah, we are just representatives of certain um, seasons. All right. Someone said, Papa, please, can a Christian lose salvation? No matter who you are in this world, you can lose salvation. But the way to lose salvation first is by denouncing Jesus. Denouncing, that is the only way. And denouncing Jesus happens in so many ways. So many ways. You might not even say it with your mouth that I don't believe in any Jesus. (laughs) But once you launch yourself, into the dark world you get yourself out of what God has purposed for you so don't let anybody deceive you that oh, you can't lose your salvation it is not by sinning that you lose your salvation put that at the back of your mind when you sin you lose your crown not your salvation and your crown is different from your salvation it is actually the peak, the zenith of your salvation. And it is very, very important. If you lose that, you will cry, Papa. That is why people will go to heaven and still cry. Because they have lost crowns. So put that at the back of your mind. Maybe one of these is that will explain how somebody can lose his salvation. You see, the devil is so cunning. And he is actually entering into agreement with people based on certain transactions, business transactions. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So you see, it is about gaining and losing here. So the enemy can give you the world and you lose your soul. Losing your soul is not that you are losing yourself no you are losing it from somewhere to somewhere are you getting it so if i lost money the money has actually left my hand to another person you know the other person is the one gaining my soul that is what he does and a person's soul is not just one entity grind that um, I've, I've sold my soul to the devil within just five it doesn't work like that there are so many dimensions of your soul that the enemy will bargain with you gradually, gradually. You see, there are many people walking on this earth now, their imaginations are no longer theirs. And when we say your imagination is not yours, it means you cannot imagine what you want. The moment that there are some people, they can't look at a woman and just pass normal. No, they would imagine something negative right now. And the more you keep doing that, the more you attract spirits. And when they get close, they will hijack your imagination. At that point, it has become BS. So it is what they want you to imagine that they would want you to imagine. At that point, imagination is also a gate of your soul. So you have lost that gate of your soul through the transaction of imagining negative things. So is your will your conscience all those things are gates so the enemy will steal your conscience to a point where when you do evil you don't have any remorseful thing in your heart that oh what i've done is wrong you do it and you don't feel anything it means your conscience has also been stolen gradually so you see he's always trying to 
enter into a place of business with men. So many people have cars, buildings. Meanwhile, they have lost certain things in their soul. And very, very important, the last part of your soul that when you lose, you have actually become an, let me say, a slave to the one that, you know, that gave that part is your will. Your will. The most powerful part of man is man's will. When you lose your will to Satan, that is all he owns you now. He owns you now. At that moment, you had entered somewhere. So you see? Alright. Exactly, that is demonic possession. And let me tell you, there are so many there are even so many forms of demonic possession. There are some people possessed, they will manifest in some way for you to know that this one is possessed. They will be hanging in the air and doing certain things. But there are some of them highly possessed, but they are very, very simple. <laughs> Especially these occult grandmasters. The demons inside them are plenty. And when we see them in the natural, some of them are lecturers. Some of them are even pastors. They will talk to you normal. But they are not of themselves. They are not like those that are moved by the demons. To the... No, 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 no. You have to understand that one also. So, if you are a man of God and you later end up in the occultic dimension, you have lost your soul. And once you have lost your soul, it is indeed um, a reality that you have actually lost your salvation. That is it. You can't say, oh, I was a believer, I was a believer, and I later joined the, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. No. <laughs> All right. Someone said, please, was Adam and Eve the first human to be on earth? Yes, the first human to be on earth was Adam. And if Adam and Eve gave birth to two males, how did the other human came? Oh, this person have already answered it several times. I'm sure this is your first time here. That is why you are asking this question. Several, several times. If you go and study Jewish history hmm, and learn the year that Cain and Abel go to before they sacrificed unto God. Even normal people here, sometimes when we give birth to our children, we go out and watch five, three years or so. Hmm? How much more those times that only Adam and Eve were there, they were supposed to procreate and fill the earth? So, Cain and Abel were actually 40 something years when they gave. The sacrifice unto God. And are you telling me that within that period of 45 years, Adam and Eve had no other child? No. No. Go and study Jewish encyclopedia. It will give you more enlightenment on that. It is Jewish history that even told us that Seth was the one that named the stars. 
Somebody saying, Daddy, please, why are prophets always stuck occultists? It's foolish people that do that. Forget them. <laughs> Forget them. If you follow them. And some of them too, they are occultic people too. Yes, there are some of them. They are not from God. <clears throat> Understand that there is always an assignment against the prophetic. Put that at the back of your mind. So leave people alone. There's just an, an attack against the prophet. Oh yeah, Jerry, I get it. And it's sometimes prophets now so hard, you know. You know, in this era, a lot of people are running towards prophets. You see that thing? You be a person of tea or tea summer ABC or before necessary. Aha, you see. So everybody's running towards the prophet. They say, "Ana mo mo makam." You go on more because of all of so big seed. You know about pastor now. Now sorry, no one now. We are about to offer five cities. Type twenty-five cities. When you go to the prophet's church, you go and so big seed because you prayed with the prophet. He told you that God is going to open a marital door for you, and indeed you married. You see. So for you, you say, "Na, no more growth." The same, beg you. We are all pastors in the name of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, same. That is one of the reasons some of the evangelists ah, they are against us, Papa. Some of them can even go to the extent of saying. You are, you are going to your prophet, and he's telling you that. <laughs> okay, let me ask this question. I think many years ago somebody asked this question. How many of us have heard that Jesus can come at any moment from now? How many of us have heard of that? Jesus can appear right now. How many of us have heard of that? Good. All right. Now, so if Jesus can appear right now, some of us too we have received prophetic words from the same Jesus, because the Bible says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of the Lord Jesus. So she spoke to us that next three years I am going to open this great door for you. So Jesus spoke to you through prophecy that is going to open a door for you in the next three years. And the evangelist too is telling you that Jesus can appear now. So the question is, which one of us? You see the reason why some of the evangelists don't like us. They think we are not speaking this. They want us to say that Jesus can appear. And you want to say, "Come, Sena, Eshen, Ohuia." It is a boy dream. Yeah, it can be. Say, "Nami bemo aware, nami adima next two years." Instead of you to think of talk about heaven, people should go to heaven. You are quite dear. Seven hours back, and I won't care. Exactly, the only he can say, 
when you mention names and telephones, Nipana only make us a only thing. I will put it as a channel on one name telephone number. I will call Combosadia Tren in Simunquana Gane di Fogina. Oh, Yahuna Manu Omuna Yaki, and yeah, they are saying, we can't stop because of what they are saying. God bless you, people of God. God willing, tomorrow is mega one word from the Lord. Invite some of the evangelists, let them join. Let them get a token of apple and a white candle. I'm not the white candle, but yanka, yanka, candle. What the candle Oh, merciful God. May the Lord have mercy on us. We are going to meet this night for priesthood time. So please don't forget to join us. Please, if I, I was not able to answer your question, kindly keep it. Um, some other time, we'll go deep into that. May the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right, we are going to meet God willing tomorrow. Please make sure you get your token of apple and and with the white candle ready. I'm sure some of you have yours. If you don't have yours, I may add more. Turn up, Papa, run and get it. God is going to fulfill His assignment over us. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Please and make sure you prepare your sacrificial seed even for God willing tomorrow's mega one word from the Lord. The gracious Lord will touch you in a unique way. God bless you and keep all of you strong. We are going to meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. GMT for. God bless you. My son, my friends, may the Lord bless and increase you. Jerry, may the Lord lift you. God bless you. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye bye.